Hey everybody, uh, welcome back. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, just to give you some context, I was talking to Crypto Corey earlier today, and uh, we, we were talking. He was telling me about some current events that went on last week, and I believe um, kind of the repercussions of that are still going on uh, as as of the recording of this episode. Um, and the current event was significant enough that we thought it was something we'd want to share. Um, because it highlights the importance of of why cryptocurrency um, is important. And so what we did was we grabbed our tech guy, Spencer, um, and we sat down for uh, a short, succinct episode uh, on a story that we think uh, really highlights the importance of, of cryptocurrency. So we're going to jump into that right now, right here on The Cryptocracy. <laughs> All right, welcome back, Cryptocrats. We are super excited to have you here today. Uh, I've got Crypto Corey with me. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, great to have you here. Great to be with you. Um, so yeah, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, let's let's tell our viewers about this uh, current event that's going on, and and after you're done explaining, it, let's let's talk about why or how it highlights the importance of of cryptocurrency. Sure. So as we were talking today um, about what's going on in Lebanon, I don't know if anyone is really, really following this story uh, because the country has kind of been in decline for oh, going on about about four years. But recently uh, they locked uh, people out of the bank so people couldn't access their savings. They just basically shut the banks down. People couldn't access their money. In particular, they couldn't access uh, foreign capital. And, and real quick, when you say they, do you mean the banks? Do you mean the government? Yeah, the, the government and, and okay. the banks. Okay, so it was kind of a... Pretty much just shut down. The people the people were rioting, wanting to get their money out of it. You'll see pictures of it. If you do a little search on it, you'll see pictures of people throwing rocks at the bank. Not that that's going to do any good or get them, get them their money. And while I was thinking about that, I realized this is... It may be an extreme reason, but this is one reason why a, a person would be interested in storing their wealth themselves. And if you think about what it takes to store wealth, a person could stockpile a bunch of gold and put it in their basement, but then you would have to protect it from people breaking in and stealing it. Or you could put your money in cryptocurrency, which literally exists on the internet and is protected by by millions of machines and, and hashing power, like we've discussed uh, previously, uh, how Bitcoin works. And the reason why I want, kind of wanted to bring this to to the attention of our listeners is because this this is multifaceted. It's not just the fact that they shut the banks down. It's also the fact that they have been printing money over there like crazy. They've exploded into to trillions of their currency is the Lebanese pound, trillions of the Lebanese pound. So it's just completely devaluated their currency. And they've been in an economic decline because of it. And they're, they're unable to get fuel into the country because they have to buy fuel with U.S. dollars and it's hard for them to get U.S. dollars. They've had uh, electricity shortages. And one of the things that I thought was interesting in the uh, in the article that I read was that when people get electricity, they're only allowing a few transactions to take place in their stores because their their currency is devaluing so fast 
that they don't know when they're going to have electricity again so that they can do banking and exchange their money into something else. So they don't do a lot of transactions. So their economy is just completely crippled because of the fact that their currency is devaluating so fast. It's lost over 90% of its value. And and just real quick, uh, for some context, one US dollar is equal to, as of right now, uh, 1,500 Lebanese pounds. So that should give you an idea of, uh, of how inflated their, their currency is right now. Yeah, so they, they've, uh, well... If you look at if you overlay their money supply with the U.S. Uh, money supply, you'll see that it, they actually are on a similar uh, trajectory. The difference is is that Lebanon is a small country and doesn't have a lot of exports, whereas the U.S. Uh, does have a lot of exports. So our GDP is is actually uh, one of the largest in the world, um, and we force people because of our deals with OPEC, we force countries to buy oil in US dollars. So there's always a demand for the US dollar. And a lot of people refer to this as the petrodollar because you in order to buy petro or oil, you have to you have to have it denominated in, in US dollars. And what what I want to get across is if you look at the disaster that's taking place now, and you were saving your money in Lebanese pounds and you couldn't get into the bank to get them out or to, to, to exchange them into something else, you've basically seen your entire life savings disappear because of the way the government has been uh, treating the currency, the, the fact that they've been inflating it. And this is one of the things that really draws a lot of people, including myself, to cryptocurrencies, in particular Bitcoin, because Bitcoin cannot be inflated. There is no government out there that can make more Bitcoin. The system is pre-programmed to only produce $21 million, not million dollars, 21 million Bitcoin. And that will happen, the last one will be minted, they figure sometime in the year 2140. And so I thought, wow, I think maybe our listeners would like a modern context of, you know, of watching a, a country completely go into decline. Lebanon was once considered the the Paris of the Middle East. It was a it was a wonderful country to to visit. It had a, a fair amount of tourism. They do have some problems with with terrorism, but they were a pretty advanced uh, country and economy. And it's just basically gone to ruin because of of banking policies. Now this isn't and this isn't just isolated. If if you want to go back in time, if you'll remember in 2008, the, the banking crisis that we had in the United States, um, which pretty much affected the whole world, because of that, Cyprus uh, had a crisis of their own in 2000, 2012 and 2013. And what they did in order to solve it, because they couldn't get loans, was they just went to the banks and said, anyone who has over 100,000 euros, we're going to take 47.5% of it. Oh, my goodness. So if you had your life savings in a bank in Cyprus and happened to have, let's say, 500,000 euros that you were planning on retiring on, you lost uh, about 200,000 euros. They just took it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's out, outright theft. And the banks, they have to comply because they're chartered under, their, under the government. And so when the government tells them to do something, they, they just they do it. And that's one of the things that cryptocurrency protects you from is, that, again, there's no government that can control it 
because it exists distributed throughout the world. And so I thought that was just a little interesting story that we, we might want to share with our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it, it definitely highlights the advantages of a decentralized um, currency. So which, which Bitcoin is among, among other altcoins. Yeah. So, um, and what, what I also, what I thought was interesting when they talked about store uh, keepers who were having trouble getting electricity, like electricity would come on for a little while and they would do their, you know, their online banking or, or however they were doing their transactions. And then the electricity would go off. Um, imagine if they were able to just use cell phones, which you can charge and can, can hold a charge for a, a, up to a day or longer if, if you shut it off and you were banking with cryptocurrency, um, you basically could, could continue to do transactions even without electricity. You could uh, completely transact on your phone. Incidentally, this is something that's happening in El Salvador on what they call Bitcoin Beach, where all of the vendors accept Bitcoin and a lot of tourists who go there, go there specifically because of Bitcoin. It's actually attracted people to go there. And they just, they pull out their phones and they transact right there. Very similar to how you would do maybe a Venmo transaction. They, they do it just like that with Bitcoin. And one of the things that the, the merchant said that they were worried about was if I do a lot of transactions when I have electricity and then electricity goes out and I can't move this money or do something with it, it will continue to devalue overnight. And the next time I have electricity and can get access to my online banking, um, I might have lost a lot of my value. And people talk about cryptocurrency being extremely volatile, but it's not nearly as volatile as as what we're seeing going on in Lebanon. Yeah, a rapid, so rapid you could, inflation. Yeah, so you could literally take your Bitcoin payment, and if you wanted to, you could exchange it for a, a stable coin. And for what uh, our, our listeners may not be familiar with stable coins, but stable coin is basically a digital cryptocurrency representation of the dollar uh one uh one tether for example is always worth right around a dollar so if you were worried about cryptocurrency being unstable you could do your transaction and then you could immediately exchange the bitcoin inside of your phone into into tether and then in effect be holding us dollars which is what which is what they want in lebanon in the first place is Mm. is us dollars okay so real quick just so I have some clarification and maybe our viewers as well is the reason why the Lebanese people don't have access to their, their money. Is it because the electricity is being shut off or is it because the, the banks and the government seized it kind of like what you said happened yeah, in Cyprus? Two, so two things happened. I I'm assuming that the banks opened back up. I, I honestly don't know. I've, I've been searching for follow-up articles on it and it's really hard to find information that, that talks about that event but but the point was that even if it was for two or three days that's that's your money sitting in the bank and you don't have access to it if the bank decides to close if the government decides to confiscate because it's a third party that you cannot control you don't you don't have control of your money anytime you put your money in the bank you do not have control over it in fact uh, we're insured in the United States up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. When I was growing up, it was it was only a hundred thousand, but as inflation has has gone up, they've changed it to two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. 
a lot of people save a lot more money than that for for retirement. I remember when I was uh, in grade school, they told me that I would need a million dollars to retire uh, because of of inflation, and it's probably even more than that now. But if I had that million dollars in in a savings account in the bank, and the bank fails, I'm only I'm only protected up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So your the banks aren't as secure a vehicle as we as we think they are. And that, that that's a bit of that's a chunk of change that you would lose. You'd be only walking away with uh, a quarter of your money. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that I think about does it for this episode. Like we said, it was going to be short and sweet. Um, hopefully, you learned something. Hopefully, you can see this as a real world application of of why cryptocurrency can be and is important and is important for you to to potentially invest in. Um, but yeah, other than that, we're, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank Spencer Anderson. He's our executive producer, and he makes this all possible. And until next time, stay cryptic. Stay cryptic.